You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Well, every month I always welcome a very special visitor to the studio. But I had withdrawal symptoms actually last month because uh, she, she, de- she deserted me. Where, <laughs> where did you go to, Hannah? Uh, good morning. I wasn't very well, but my wonderful colleague Liz stepped in and did a brilliant job. Well, we were coming out in unison together, weren't we? We were. And, uh, but I'm pleased to say that you're, you've got an op scheduled for the future, haven't you? Uh, hopefully, yes, and I'll get back on, me, uh, back on my feet. But you're looking very well. I Thanks mean, very much. You are. I mean, you always do that lovely smile on your face. A face for radio. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, for more than that, for more than that. Now, of course, Hannah is the engagement officer with the Community Action Network. Every month, they choose an organisation uh, which they call the Community Hero of the Month. And it's been my joy over the years, over the months, really. In fact, it is the years, actually, going the second year, I think. Uh, but, you know, to interview some fabulous organisations, you must have a real headache in choosing them. It's a pleasure because we choose a theme each month. I scout about to find special days internationally or nationally or what's happening in the world. Um, And then we look at our beautiful list of members and invite people to pitch if with what they offer matches with the theme. Uh, and every month is something different and every month is someone very worthy. Now, your theme for September was literacy because the 8th of September is the National Literacy Day. Exactly, the Fant- International Day of Literacy. Fantastic. So is that encouraging us all to pick up books and read? It's Well, you know, we are so fortunate to have the education system that we have with its pros and cons, but we have a literate... Um, community um, and we have the opportunities to to expand our reading and our writing skills that's not the same around the world as we know uh, but we, we invited pitches from organisations who covered education and training in general and we'll announce the winner in just a wee while won't we? Absolutely well of course having I know who the organisation <laughs> are and I did have a little read of, of the material that you sent me and what a fabulous or- organisation uh, they are. Are you a reader yourself? I love reading mm. I'm really fortunate that my best friends from uni have set up an independent bookshop. It's in Alton Okay. Don't let that stop you called Goldfinch um, and they are doing things for the community as well as as having a tremendous selection of books they have literary evenings literacy evenings poetry children's story writing all for free and all for the community so we spend an absolute fortune whenever we go and visit them now yeah do they have a coffee shop of course <laughs> yeah mo- most books do stores do these days and don't it's they? an excellent yeah. idea <laughs> <laughs> and of course i often wondered you know people who who run bookshops like Adrian who does the Christian bookshop that is on the programme later on I often wonder well, how does he find the time to read all the books you know, because obviously bookstores are laden with all sorts of topics and so on and yet if you ask often people who run them they know a lot about books they do and the wonderful thing is when you get a recommendation that makes your heart happy to share it with someone and then it, it makes them happy because they've shared it with you and that's a wonderful thing Mm. Now, books aside, and of mm-hmm. course the challenge aside, what have you been getting up to? I mean, in, in the has Can rested during the summer? No, we've kept on going. We have loads of plans underway for our AGM annual general meeting on the 27th of September. Do you have a special speaker? We've got a couple of speakers. One, well, we go through our what we've done for the year, check the. Um, 
that we've done everything properly and vote some trustees in. That's the business part. We have a speaker on how to be greener. And then we have a speaker on health inequality, which is something I've been working with on, which is to encourage uh, the health systems to be open and accessible for everybody and there are groups of people who don't feel comfortable enough to go to their GP or to go to the hospital or to seek help and trying to find out what their barriers are and how we can overcome them so that everybody has access to this wonderful resource. So in your research what did you find the main barriers to be? Um, Quite often communication so for example the letters that people might receive are incredibly confusing Mm -hmm. and all you really need to know is what's potentially wrong with you and when your date is for your 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 appointment or your exploratory yeah um and also sometimes um accessibility people might not have transport um it might not be easy for them once they're inside the surgery if they've got learning disabilities or additional needs um not being negative at all but these are just some of the barriers that we've we've come across well in some ways the only way to improve a service is is to identify the the blocks and the things that perhaps need a bit more attention and the best people to tell us are the people who are having those difficulties absolutely yeah and of course there's a little bit of fear as well isn't there i mean particularly with us blokes you know because uh, we don't like going to the doctors you know i mean i don't know whether anybody really does (laughs) but 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 blokes in particular we don't have our checkups and stuff do we it's a feeling of vulnerability sometimes we stick our head in the sand we don't want to know another time you might be told what you've got or what you've potentially got going on but it's in a language that's not understandable it's too jargonistic or too medical and of course normally you 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 can ask questions but some people would find that very difficult and especially if you've just been told something shocking Mm. or worrying and you actually just want to get the bus home you don't want to unpack it so you you really those you know, you need a longer appointment to chat about what that actually means for you and perhaps to chat with someone who's got the same diagnosis and then you can yeah. you, you can find out what that's meant for them. So that's all work that CAN are thoroughly behind with um, with some of our partner organisations. Well, I must say that, that my in my own case, the, the medical treatment that I received was second to none. Uh, but of course, I was to actually talking to the medical director of the hospital network <laughs> locally. And of course, they, they've been hit with strikes uh, and I think generally the, the resources that are needed for health, um, in some areas, they're, they're, they're very lacking. Of course, it all pins around the GP surgeries, isn't it? And, and I guess that access to a GP for many people has been pretty difficult in some cases. I think you can, yeah, you just ask, ask for help. Ask a neighbour, ask a family member, because they'll be able to talk you through the process on how to register um, yeah. can are working with lots and lots of groups of surgeries they tend to they're, they're in um, networks the different surgeries in different areas mm-hmm. and one my colleague Andy's been working with um, surgeries to try to encourage people who don't attend their medical checkups to actually come mm. and he has found that by having whatsapp conversations or telephone conversations talking through people's issues and, and problems um, has really encouraged them that actually it is a good thing and it's a well worth half an hour coming coming and, and getting yourself checked over. Of course sometimes we can be our own worst enemies can't we? I uh, I was talking to somebody and they were telling me that even prescri- prescribed medicines, you know, a lot of people don't take their tablets, they're not a bit naughty uh, and I don't know what it is, I mean I, I think obviously in one, some cases there's a bit of a mistrup, 
the mistrust of drugs. And we know that sometimes drugs can be over-prescribed and yeah. overused and so on. But I guess it's getting balanced right, isn't it? It is. There's myths. There's myths busting. So, yes, of course you can be fearful, especially if you read the side effects. Yes. Goodness me. Um, however, ask have a chat with somebody that you trust um, rather than not take them because that's not doing any good sitting in, in the packet, is it? I mean, we're not medical, are we? But we, we are human, so we have our own experiences. And, um, yeah, I, I sometimes read the side effects and wish I hadn't. Yeah, I appreciate drug. that. <laughs> Although I guess sometimes, like in my case where I had a small stroke, or a tear, they call it, uh, you sort of lie back and, and think of England, you know. Uh, so I, I didn't have much choice, really, in the matter. But I have to say, of course, that the care, whether it was from the pre-op stage or to the from the investigation stage, all of that, uh, this, the care I received was second to none. Uh, I know that's not always the case but I think you're right I think where people are a little bit frustrated they need to reach out for help they do I'm so glad that you can share your positive experience the good news doesn't tend to make the headlines does it but we're here to celebrate the the no. good and and you know it's very easy to bash the NHS and let's not <laughs> no well we were applauding them not we so very are, long yeah. ago when we were during the COVID period but I think it's true that I mean Let's be honest about everything. All of us can improve, you know. And I guess in the work that you're doing, you're working in partnership with surgeries mainly and so yeah. on. And I guess that that's very important, isn't it? So that you're not working against them, you're working with them. Totally. And as with as with that, with everything CAN does, Community Action Network are always looking to co-op cooperate and collaborate with with different partners be them statutory or voluntary to really it's all about making the world and people's lives better yeah that's our whole reason for being yeah. um and and you know we've got the opportunity to have some influence then we're taking it now getting back to the selection of the community hero for september was it difficult we had some really strong pitches mm. and this was the winner Well, that's Hannah's choice there, Spandau Ballet and, uh, and Lifeline, a great choice. And uh, you enjoyed the concert, did you? Oh, it was wonderful. It was just Tony, but uh, he, he's still wonderful. Well, now, with, uh, without further ado, um, our guest has been sat very, very patiently. Uh, so I've got your fanfare ready for Thank you. Thank you. So uh, the September community here of the month is... The story works. The story works. Fantastic. And of course, uh, I'm very pleased to welcome Dee into the studio. Uh, and Dee, what's your, what's your role with the organisation? Hi. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, good to be here. My role is I'm the head trustee. Excellent. Uh, so obviously we're the group of trustees. Yeah, but there's about six or seven of us at the moment. Uh, now, yeah. the, the story works. I mean, how did the whole organisation come to be? Um, it was during COVID. Um, I'm a full-time lecturer at Bournemouth University and with a colleague of mine, Emma, um, we, during COVID, it's something I'd always wanted to do. So I spoke with Emma and we decided that would be a good time to start the organisation, really. Um, that was a couple of years ago, yeah. Now, you heard me talking to Hannah a wee bit earlier on about, about the importance of reading and how many of us enjoy reading. But of course, the 
encouragement for reading has to start very young and mm. that's something of course that you've recognized yeah w- what we do at the story works is we provide a safe space for children to unleash their creativity in effect so they'll attend a workshop and during that workshop they'll use their imagination to write a story but they'll also get to read their story out loud to a group of people um, so we're trying to cover all bases really in a workshop now you, you've got a fairly broad age range because you start at seven and then you go right up to 18 so it's quite a quite a range of, of young people um, and of course young people do have very vivid imaginations and uh, uh, so if somebody come along for the, for the first time, where would you start with them? Do you do assess where they're at? No. So what, what we do is during the week, workshops are on a Wednesday, so a school party will come in from a school we've made contact with. Yeah. And so we'll have a class of children, about 30 children, all about the same age, so, you know, a year three. So they're friends like, together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and the teacher, presumably. Absolutely, yeah. and they'll bring staff. So, it, yeah, they're familiar with each other. Um, we do also, and have done in the past, week weekend workshops with um, local charity groups um, where the children do come in, but they don't know each other. So, um, but throughout the workshop, two, three-hour workshop, they come to get to know each other so when they do get the opportunity to read out they have the confidence to do it of course when you're teaching children fun is a very important Mm -hmm. thing and that you were talking about encouraging them in what ways do you encourage them and make it fun yeah so what we want to do is give them complete freedom to use their imagination so with the volunteers so one of the stories from the top of my head i can remember was about a flying washing machine that was the main character so we they can just go off on flights of fancy and we don't rein them in um and and so we we just encourage that so um and working with the volunteers uh, who then illustrate their ideas and is all this done within one session yeah so a typical workshop will run from about 12 15 approximately 12 15 till 2 30 2 45 on a wednesday afternoon now you said that you encourage the children to share with their classmates what they've written i mean that's quite a uh, quite a fearsome thing, isn't it? Particularly for young, well, it's fearsome for adults, never mind kids. Yeah, so we encourage them. Some some of them, most of them will read, mm-hmm. stand up in front of read. Um, often the workshops are in lecture theatres at Bournemouth University, so um, they, they're happy to go to the front of the lecture theatre and feel like they're giving a lecture themselves by reading the story. And the opportunity is they don't have to read, and if they don't want to read, one of the volunteers would read for them, their story for them. So they can still have their story, their words read out loud um, in front of people if they don't want to do it. And I suppose the fact that you actually have those sessions in Bournemouth University itself where you're a lecturer is quite significant because many of those young people, of course, could come to go to university as they get older it's actually part of the remit for the for the charity initially um mm-hmm. i'm glad you've mentioned that actually um, we want to bring on um children onto a university campus and introduce them to university who might not otherwise get the opportunity now suppose your greatest critics are the the people who participate so if i had a studio here filled with young people that have been on, on, on one of the sessions or even the teachers or whatever what would they be saying to me well the feedback we get is from the from the both the staff and the the staff would love to be able to do what we're doing in their schools, but they just don't have the time. No, the time, yeah. uh, time to do it. The children just want to come back week after week um, because we we, we can, offer. Different, can we do this every week, sir? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, that's basically, and we and we because we offer different types of workshops. So, um, and that is the idea that um, as we grow, hopefully, we're going to be able to offer 
um, tailored sessions for maybe a school coming for four weeks on the trot to do a project because at the moment they just come in for one workshop uh, how do you fund the, the thing because obviously it's time yeah. and effort and you talked about volunteers so those two key uh, sort of building blocks one funding to do the program and number two of course getting and training and supporting your volunteers so we don't struggle with funding because for, fortunately for us um, the model we use is based at Bournemouth University and Bournemouth University and my employer are incredibly generous and they provide all the facilities we need really um, so funding isn't really something we have to focus on which many I'm aware many charities do the volunteers are students at, at Bournemouth University or the Arts University of Bournemouth we are looking to try and recruit volunteers from the local community maybe older people who are retired have got time on their hands we'd love them to come and work with us as well we'd like to expose the school children to a wider variety of, of volunteers but it's basically students giving up their time um to to help yeah. to help yeah. of course you mentioned older people i mean very often it's granny and granddad you know who are who are doing the reading of the books yeah. and encouraging the children to do things simply because the poor old parents are, are worked to the bone really having to oftentimes both parents are working in order to yeah. you know to survive basically sadly in the in the economic challenges that we have at the at the moment uh, but have you, have you been successful in getting some of the older so far, no, but we, we were, we're a very new charity. We've only been going for about two years, so we're, we're trying to grow on year on year. So really one of our focuses this year is, and maybe with the help of... Uh, yeah, can, yeah, and the radio. And the radio, <laughs> and this is a wonderful opportunity for that. So if anyone is listening and they would love to come and volunteer with us, we would love you to come and volunteer with us. Because I've seen at first hand there's an organisation called Fighting Words in Dublin who do exactly the same thing as us, and they've been doing it for many years. They have those volunteers from outside, older volunteers who come in, and I've seen them firsthand, and, and yeah. what they get from the sessions are amazing. And also, of course, for older people, it can be very therapeutic, oh, can't they? I mean, even people with dementia. But there can be a tendency to focus on what people can't do, but actually, when you focus on what people can do for them as well as for the in this case children uh, there can be very real benefits oh absolutely as i say i've seen this firsthand in dublin mm. um and, and and this and i used to also volunteer at my children's school when i was younger and and i as a governor i used to encourage older people to come and read with the children sure and so I've seen, once again seen it work in action. So I, I know it works, we're just now to get it into uh, the story works. I, I remember seeing a television programme where older people were interacting with, with children, younger people, and there was one chap, and he was very reserved. But at, by the end of the programme, he was pretending he was a, a lion. <laughs> and, uh, and the kids were... And he just loved it, you know, because he grew to love the kids. And uh, with his love for the kids, then his inhibition completely went out the window. And it was just lovely to see. So in a way, your, prog your project uh, can be extended in terms of its age range. Absolutely. That, yeah. that's what I, I think I actually saw the same programme. My very special guests today have been Hannah from the Community Action Network. She always, always puts a smile on my face because she's always introducing me to fabulous new people and to new organisations. And today, the organisation is the Storyworks and Dee Hughes, uh, who's the chair or the, the lead trustee, I think would be the name for you, uh, has been my very special guest. And you heard her, uh, different schools go along to Bournemouth University, they bring the whole class along and uh, encourage the children in all sorts of wonderful, fun ways uh, 
to read. And I think Dee said to me that you haven't had any disappointed clients thus far, have you? No, not at all. Um, every school has, has, has loved what we do because I think as we were talking during the record, the children take away their own booklet that they make during the session and that booklet is their words, their story, but also the illustrations provided by the Arts University of Bournemouth volunteers who are illustration students at the university. So they take away their booklet, which is all sent to them. Oh, sorry, we send it to them and they take it away so they have some evidence of what, what they've done. Now, you've already said that the project has the enthusiastic and very practical support of the university which is great how do you make contact with the schools themselves because obviously they they're very busy aren't they these days with the, with the curriculum that they have to teach has it been a challenge uh, re- making contact with the schools and and uh, encouraging them to come along yeah the only contact we've been able to make is generally through emails and obviously you can imagine how busy schools are so answering emails is is not necessarily their top priority so this platform today is to ask schools if if you're in a local area and your school and you've got children aged between 7 and 18 please go through our website and if you'd like to bring your children to our workshops because what i'd like to stress is our workshops are free to you as a school we will not charge you you only have to get to us at Bournemouth university campus and, and that's the only cost in, involved now of course you like the teachers to come with the class don't you but yeah. but on the other hand i mean i suppose that a break from the normal humdrum and a treat for the kids uh, is something quite special. Yeah, the t- absolutely. The teachers come along and they say, but generally what happens is the teachers just sit in the background and let us do our work. Um, and yeah, I mean, if they want to get involved, they get involved. But generally, it's a good way for them to step back. And, and what we found is that they often look at their children when, when they're leaving. They say to me, I've started to see my children, the children in a different light. I didn't know that child was like that mm. um, because because they're in a different environment, absolutely. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And encouraged, of course, to do things that maybe they wouldn't normally have done. Yeah, and they, yeah, the child might not have had the opportunity to do that previously. Mm. Yeah. Now I ask you about the you know the response that you've got from the children, and you have had a number of schools that you've worked with in the last couple of years. Uh, if the teachers were sat with us now, mm. what would they be saying to us? Oh, we, what would they say to their colleagues? <laughs> sign up straight away. Mm-hmm. Uh, get, get your children to these workshops because you will give them an opportunity that they just doesn't present exist for those chi- for those children. Now, if you're a parent and you're listening to this right now, you're a grandparent or whatever, and you might be saying, you know, that'd be a fabulous idea actually for my uh, my grandchild or my child to go to. Well, of course, you can be a, a real help in encouraging your school. You could actually go along to the whether it be the head of the school or the head of the literacy department uh, or whatever, and ask them to have a look at the the StoryWorks website. Now, the, that website is the storywork.org. That's correct. And uh, all the information is, is on there uh, as well. And because it is very difficult even to make contact with schools, but folks we can all be part of that and uh, encourage folk to come along and i think that they'll be very blessed because your feedback has been incredibly positive oh it's been amazing yeah now of course going forward you've got another exciting plan to actually publish uh, a book uh, with a foreword by uh, by michael rosen yeah michael rosen is our patron he came down last year for a visit and the bbc covered that visit it was on the local news um yes yeah, so the project this year is to take the children's work that's produced over the two semesters that we we operate and put it together in a professional publication um and we're using students at the aub and Bournemouth university um to do that for us because they're 
on their undergraduate courses. It'll be part of their projects. Um, and that's part of what we do at, Bourne, um, at the StoryWorks while we're at Bournemouth University. We use the facilities and the skills of the students to, to and, and it all feeds together to the projects and it works really well. And Dee, you're obviously passionate about what you do. What do you normally teach at the university? Yes, yeah, so I'm a lecturer in uh, script writing and also media production. So, so well, two, two great strands there. We've had quite a lot of students from the media course here at the radio station because uh, obviously to get live experience yeah. on radio and we've, we've been very encouraged to have them. But I guess that literacy is in your blood as well. Yeah, sto- sto- yeah I mean, I'm a huge... Storytelling. Reader. Storytelling is just everything to me um, and stories are so important and it helps just build confidence. But they say also that in all of us there is a book or two and that when you say that to people that say, oh, no, no, no. But one of the things I find is when people come into the studio and, of course, radio is very large. You've been telling your story today mm-hmm. uh, and uh, radio is very much about people telling their stories in one way. And people maybe come in with fear and trembling, but more often than not they say to me, can we do that again? <laughs> and no doubt you're, you're the same thing. Yeah, we have never met a child who doesn't have a story or an imagination and they use the imagination to tell their story and of course the, the, the thing about this and again you can say this to the schools that maybe you, are, you have contact with is it's entirely free of charge there's not many things these days that, that are free of charge but I would say uh, that it's not just free it's quality yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's, it's also proven as well because the proof of the pudding of many of these projects is in the eating and in this case the eating has been done by 7 to 18 year olds who are bubbling with enthusiasm and Hannah uh, have you visited the project yet? No but I think I'm overdue a visit Oh yes, <laughs> you are welcome anytime Very excited about and, that and When does it occur normally? So because our volunteers <clears throat> are students we yep. can only operate during the time that they are study- uh, their studies so we usually go from the start of October to the end of April hmm. By which time then students start going home. Yeah, of course. So I guess that getting volunteers, local volunteers, would be a way that you can extend that program uh, beyond, uh, you know, where it is at the moment. And again, you know, if you're listening at the moment and you're you i had the fancy idea of helping children to read and also interacting uh, with them then again you go and uh, check out that website as well the storywork.org uh, and is there a telephone number on there Dee? there's actually a, fo- a form on there uh, a place okay. you can go to where you can type anything or just contact me and it'll come via email or a phone number so you, whichever way you want to do it well Many congratulations Thank on being exactly. I can see why uh, you you were selected. It sounds to me like a fabulous uh, project, and of course we wish you well uh, you. as you go forward. Two years so far, but I have no doubt you have a very bright future ahead of you. 